Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Game Review Pad podcast. My name is Andre Calvert, and I am the editor-in-chief of GameReviewPad.com. And I am here with Oliver Prevo. How's everything going? Good. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about a game called The Swindle for PC, and it's also on PlayStation 4, but we're going to talk about the PC version particularly. And uh, before we get started, I want to kind of talk about a philosophy for the website, because this is going to be the first uh, real experience about a game that didn't entirely meet our expectations, I should say. Would, would you say that's kind of accurate? Yeah, Pretty accurate. All right. Well, I just wanted to talk about the game review pad policy of reviewing games because if you read Oliver's review, which is on the on GameReviewPad.com already, uh, you might get a false impression of how he entered to play the game. And so here at Game Review Pad, we have a policy of when you, that of all of our contributors and review or reviewers review games that they want to review so there's nothing that's ever forced upon them or or dropped on their lap or anything of that nature so like other yeah. webs- other websites might do it that way but one of the reasons why I started Game Review Pad was because I wanted to make sure all of the reviews had some enthusiasm behind them because I've read many reviews, and I'm sure you have also, where there was not much enthusiasm behind them and really made me question whether they played the game in the first place. But in any case, uh, this game, I can completely attest that Oliver did play. And uh, so let me start off by saying, by asking you, Oliver, before you played The Swindle, which is by Size 5 Games, what, what, what were your expectations going into playing The Swindle? I thought it was going to be an awesome idea because it looked a lot like Mark of the Ninja, which is a non-roguelike that I had so much fun with. I love that game. So roguelikes are one of my favorite genres, genres. Excuse me. So when I saw The Swindle, I was like, sweet, this has the potential to be awesome, which is why I picked to review it. Yeah, and I had never heard of this game until you brought it up to me, and when, at first, like I was like, oh, you know, this might be like a combination. I don't know if you have you ever played Monaco. I have played Monaco, yeah. Yeah, like this would be like a mishmash between that and Mark of the Ninja. Yeah, I did get Mark of the Ninja vibes watching it also, and yeah. I did play Mark of the Ninja myself at least like halfway, and that was a really really fun game. That game was so good. Yeah, yeah, it was incredibly good. And so let's talk about the swindle and your experience. So. Uh, let's talk about how, can you explain like how the game, explain a little bit how the game is set up initially when you start up the game. Uh, you mean like Not on the start or... screen, but as far as the gameplay goes and how like the level setup is. Oh, well, the whole game is the same like building. Like you just, there's one building in an area that you have to get into to like hack computers and it's randomly generated. So you start the game at day 100 with 
like the ability to jump and hang on walls and and open doors. That's basically right. it. And then you have to like and so throughout the game, uh, you have to complete missions called heists, right? And or or well, they're like, can you explain every, that a little further? Every day is a heist. The heist uh-huh. is trying to get into the building and then hack a computer for money uh-huh. and then get out of the building without getting caught or killed. And these are all like different buildings, not like the same. It's not like a tower, right? It's randomly generated, so yeah. they they look pretty much the same, but all their layouts uh-huh. are different. And so, when you're playing this game, and you're and how how does can you explain how like the upgrade system or what is the roguelike element in this game? Well, the roguelike element is the uh, the randomized level, the level layout changes every attempt so it's never you're never tackling the same thing twice yeah so you have to be like thinking independently with the abilities that you have and what about like uh when you have to start over or something like that when you get to the last day and it makes you start over yes can you talk about that (laughs) you just totally start over day one and so there there's an upgrade system in in this game also Mm -hmm. Uh, so can you kind of talk about that as well like are the uh, upgrades like like are do you find upgrades to be useful or are they what what is the role of the upgrade system in the game uh the upgrades let you do more things like they give you more tools like bombs to help you blow through walls if there's no easy window to go through yeah or like a smoke screen which will block enemy vision for a certain amount of time or even just the ability to hack computers to begin with uh so you get things like double jump, the ability to hold onto walls without sliding down them, the ability to hit harder, standard upgrade yeah. fare, nothing super special. Right. And so when you and so if you lose and you don't complete all of your, if you don't make it, uh, if you don't, uh, and what's can you talk about the what is the end goal to finish the game? So the goal is to farm up enough money to get to the last stage. And then when you get to the last stage, you have to buy an access. You have to buy a security pass, which uh-huh. is the most expensive thing in the game. And then you get one attempt to steal the Devil's Basilisk, which is like the ultimate security device that will make being a thief impossible. So you have to hack all of the security stations, hack the thing in the center, and then escape without dying. And that's the game. And if and you ha- can't do that, yeah. if you can't do that within a hundred days, it resets and you have to try again. So uh, when you during your like initial playthroughs, how would you describe the difficulty uh, as far as like the time that it took you to to um, get to the end? I should say, or get to that point like, where you how can long buy... did it take me to get there on the first run? Pretty much. How did... I didn't. I I made it to the third stage, and then my hundred days were up. Because I spent so long just, like, figuring out the game that, like, my first 20 runs just, you know, I won, like, two out of my first 20 with beginning game difficulty. So when you, when you talk about uh, your, when you talk about the run, you mean a full, like, 100-day run, right? Yeah. A run right. is 100 days. Right. A day is, is one of the 100 days. Right. So what was the, like, main, what was the main difficult part of the game would would you say um it's it's the controls it's like trying to 
get from point A to point B because there's no like really at least not until the very later part of the game there's no intelligent enemy ai they just uh-huh. walk back and forth so you're basically just like waiting for a pattern where you can jump in and hit everything without getting seen right so the main difficulty comes from you know landing on the right spot and it's a platformer essentially not jumping yeah. on the spikes and timing your hit right so you don't miss uh-huh yeah and are there like uh is there a huge variety of enemies or do you see like the same stuff coming it's up the, all the time? The I mean the more enemies appear as the game progresses and some of them change to become like more powerful versions of themselves. Uh-huh. But there's there aren't many. There's probably like less than twenty different enemies in the whole game. Right. And so uh as far as the is there a lot of is there a satisfaction when you beat a level or is it more like uh i can't believe i i'm I'm glad i got through this because this was really annoying no that's that's (laughs) the one thing the game has going for it it's kind of created with by the fact that the game is really 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 hard that when you when you do get a bunch of money and then maybe you get caught and all the flashing lights happen and you sprint out of the building just barely without getting killed that it feels really good it's fun so Uh i i enjoyed a couple runs but then you know I mean, a couple of days, and then you go and you look that you know you you have to do that now eighty more times. <laughs> kind of just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Next next attempt. Yeah. So, do you think the problem is that the game is? Do you think the fact that the game forces you to to do like many attempts to just get to the end is the real problem because a lot of people are not going to want to play might not want to play this more than like a couple times or yeah you see that as the problem it's the problem is it's just the wrong mechanics mixed with the wrong mechanics you don't want to if you there's nothing wrong with making a game that's really hard there's nothing wrong with making a game that overtly punishes you but when the thing you're attempting is like a one minute loop like you like yeah, they ask you to do the same thing a hundred times in a row. Not uh-huh. one long quest that's really hard. The same quest over and over that's really hard. So you, you don't get the same satisfaction of of overcoming it. Uh-huh. And when you do overcome it, nothing really changes. Like like in the long version of a hard game, once you beat something once, it's like, yeah, you did it. And now you don't have to do it again. You go on to the next different thing and you learn right. the way to beat that. No, you, you, you accomplish the hard thing once and then you try it again. And then you try it. You just keep trying it. Yeah. So it, it gets really I stale. Yeah. So really just when you think like you overcome something, then you die like in the next level. And then you got to go back yeah. to the previous thing that you did. And then, that's is what pretty much causes the frustration, right? Yeah. Well, in this one, you don't even have to to go back. It's just that, like, every time you die, you have since you have a time limit. That's one day wasted. That's right. One one day closer to having to start from scratch. Uh huh. Now, in your re- review, you talked a lot about the UI and upgrade menu. Can you talk about like what the Talk a little bit more about the kinds of upgrades and, you know, what was the issue with the upgrade menu? Well, it, they went for this, like, uh, the steampunk style. So it's just like an old TV screen where, you know, it's like parabolic or whatever that's called. It's like a little, it bows outward and then it pulsates a bit. And then it uh-huh. randomly flickers and it's staticky. And it's like this beige color on uh-huh. top of, like, black text. 
So it's like not pleasant to look at at all. And then the thing that shows you what you're selecting is only like like a percent color different than the background. So it's really right. hard to notice. Uh-huh. So like I like whenever I go into that menu, even now after putting like what like 15 hours into the game, uh, I still like have to find my cursor and like painfully navigate to the upgrade I want to get. Yeah, that could be a problem. It's it's <laughs> you'd think it'd be a small problem, but when yeah. the game is as frustrating as it already is, I don't want to be that. I don't want to feel that frustration when I'm buying upgrades. Right. I understand. And so do the upgrades like tell you is there like a specific path of upgrades that you have to go in order to be mm-hmm. or is there like is it very like uh customizable? Um at the beginning there uh, are a few that are low enough that you can buy like really quick like the ability to hack a computer which is obviously the first thing that you buy is right. like only a hundred money right. and then the next one the next lowest one is like two thousand or something like that so um, once you get to like the second level it's kind of not there are a bunch of upgrades yeah. that are really really expensive which are obviously later game upgrades but once you get to that point you can kind of pick what you want to an right. extent because yeah, the upgrades have like multiple stages, so you can uh-huh. get like level one double jump and level one, you know, bomb tool, and mm-hmm. then later on get the level two versions. But the way the game is designed is that it's not going to be possible for you to get everything because of the one hundred day, the whole one hundred day limit. Well, if, right. If if you do really well, and also you you know what all the upgrades are doing, you can get that much money. Yeah. Yeah, especially since there is one upgrade that lets you buy more time. So like, oh, okay, yeah. So it starts off like costing you an amount to buy an extra day, and then every time you buy a day, the 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 amount goes up. So, so conceivably, someone could find a level, could go to like a, they could play a level and then just farm a level and then buy another day or something like that. Yeah, just eventually it'll get to the point where you can't afford another day. Yeah. Or it'll take more than one day to farm up the money to buy a day at which point you're losing. Until it's not worth it, yeah. Yeah. So so let's so let's talk about the uh the the bugs that you experience. Not in the sense, not talking about the bugs built into the game, but what were the issues as far as your experience as far as the technical experience with the bugs? Um there weren't that many uh Weird instances where trying to jump immediately after hitting the ground, you wouldn't jump, oh. and it wasn't it was it wasn't just because I was like hitting the button before I actually hit the ground. There was like a visible delay that uh-huh. you could notice, and then there was also uh, sometimes when you broke a window, the game would still think the window's there, or actually when you blew up a window with a bomb, right. there would be a couple chunks left, like half animated. And then you would yeah. stick to them for a second and then phase through them. It didn't happen often, but it happened. Yeah. Sounds pretty frustrating that you would have to... If something like that could... could uh, like a bug would make your experience much worse. Yeah. Like, And and it's one hit and you, yeah. you're dead. So it only takes once to screw you up and you have one less day to accomplish your goal. Yeah, you also talked about uh, how the screen had like effects or something that caused visibility issues. They did. They, they, one of the main effects in the game is screen dirt. They literally <laughs> add dirt to your screen as an effect, which like 
you use in certain scenarios. So, like, you know, you <laughs> fall off a cliff, you put dirt on the screen to make right. it look like something. You don't place that over your entire game to give it aesthetic. Yeah. It did give it an aesthetic, and it was a nice aesthetic. It's just when I'm trying to play this game where I have to look at everything and see everything with flashing colors, like, especially right. when, you, you know, you get caught and you're running, you can't see that stuff. Combined uh-huh. with the, the bloom on the lights and then this weird smoke effect that they have, uh-huh. everything just gets blurry, especially in the rooms where all the robots are with the lights, which is the place you're looking. Uh-huh. So it's, it was so frustrating to, to get killed by something you couldn't see because, you know, I'm looking as yeah. hard as I can. I'm trying to, to play this game with yeah. less than stellar controls, and I can't see this because it's, it's a fuzzy thing in the background. Yeah, and did you t- turn off the effects at all to see if that made it a better experience? I did, and it, it did make it a lot better. It was a lot easier to see, but the the game lost that charm it had. It didn't look yeah. as good. So yes. it's kind of a waste. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, you know, a lot of the problems that you mentioned in your review and that you're talking about now, like, they're problems that I think a lot of that, like, probably could have been easily picked up in, like, a beta test or something. Yeah, I think I'd never heard of five size games before, and I think it's just... Size five games. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah, yeah. See, I to- I've never heard of them. Yeah, know. yeah, I've never heard uh, of them before also, <laughs> but... Uh... Uh, just new at making games. I mean, it's always nice for a game to have an aesthetic or a theme, but that should never get in the way of playing your game. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, the concept, I think, is actually pretty cool if it's pulled off correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Like a game like Mark of the Ninja that we were talking about earlier. You know, that that was a game where, like, they made it very fun and, like, the yeah. there were, like, kind of a little different ways you could play the game and, like, yeah. you can add something to your character and it didn't really punish you when you died, and you didn't have to start from the beginning, which is... Well, no, which yeah. Is, yeah. It wasn't a roguelike with permanent. Yeah. Which means, which means it so you could make the game really hard at points. Right. And it felt, it, it was a good scenario for hard gameplay, because it felt rewarding once you got past it, and then you moved on to the next thing. Right. Do you think that this, like, if you were to, like, improve this game, like, I, I know that you didn't like this game a, as it is now, but if there were things... Were there, are there is there anything that you think could make this game a good game than what you played? Um, I think to make it a like a good or great game, you'd have to really change up the core mechanics, like get rid of the randomization or make it more of a story based kind of game. Like instead of going from point A to point B and repeating, you go right. from point A to point B all the way to Z, and then the game ends. Like that's a good scenario for that game, or right. you could you could just get rid of like the permadeath and make it like you know an iPad game, like a fun little game, like a score attack game. That's what it should be. Uh-huh. It shouldn't be try to like, get enough money to complete a mission at the yeah. end. It should be see how much money you can get in a hundred days and then compare it to the world, or or set it like a t- like a timer or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. would have. That would yeah. have been a good drive to play the game. Yeah, it also rather didn't. Than, yeah, keep, keep rather going. than completing an arbitrary goal. Yeah, it also didn't really make sense that like you would have to buy the hacking mechanic in the beginning. Yeah, why? Just 
Why? Yeah, just as like an observer, it doesn't make sense. It, just to uh, artificially extend game length, but you've already made yeah. a game that's supposed to be infinitely replayable because it's random. So why do I need this really long startup period for a game that you expect me to lose at a couple yeah. times? So you talk, so you talked about in the beginning that the goal is to get the devil's basilisk. Does the is there like a a good story attached to this, or no, do they tell it in an interesting way? When you start a run, there's like a paragraph of dialogue that's <laughs> like it's whatever year it said in Scotland Yard, and the government's developing the devil's basilisk. A security device that will render all burglaring untenable, and it'll be ready in a hundred days. You have to steal money to steal it from the government in a hundred days, or you lose. That's basically what it says, and mm-hmm. it's it even says like uh, your career as a master burglar will be over, but every time you die in the game, it regenerates a new master burglar with a new name and a new look. Uh-huh. So I don't know why they added a story element. Like, you're a singular person when the game knows that you right. play as different named people every time you die. Do you think the game would be better if they had different characters with different attributes or strengths? Kind of like, uh, I don't know if you played Don't Starve, how they do it in that, or uh, oh, yeah. Binding of Isaac, yeah. they have different characters. Yeah, it would be nice. It would give yeah. me more reasons, like, try a different character on my second way through. Yeah. But you'd also have to balance the game around that because, yeah. I don't know, it, it would probably just be characters start with different initial upgrades. Yeah, that would make sense also. And then there would be that one character that has no upgrades and has to buy the <laughs> hack upgrade, but maybe he gets like a percent increase in money. That'd be cool. Yeah. So I think this game, you know, it seems like based on what I've read and what you're telling, what you I've read from uh, what you said, and, by, and I do want to say that I have read, I have read, what other people have played about the with play, I've read what other people have said about this game, and it seems like a lot of people are saying similar things. So, uh, so this this isn't like a complete shock to me that about what you're saying. Like, because when you initially sent me your review and you were complaining, I was like, all right, you know, this is this could be just an overly negative review, and I'm just gonna I'm, I want to just wait it out a little bit and then. I saw that you know everything else was pretty similar. You know, there the it's getting mixed reviews in other places. So, and we did you know to be fair, you know we we did wait until we gave it the game a couple days to fix bugs because we did yeah. play the game. You did play the game in beta. I did play it or in what very was early called stage. in beta before. Not a very early stage. Yeah. What was it said? Ninety five percent complete. Yeah, and, and I yeah. did give you the and and you know we did it we did the courtesy of allowing the game to fix itself before we published the review. We put the review out a lot later than uh, we should have, so we we definitely gave it a chance. We definitely gave it a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that because this was a game that I know you really wanted to play, as I said in the yeah. beginning. And it turned out to be a big disappointment. Yeah, I don't just. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I can I can respect a game that yeah. has good merits, even though maybe I don't yeah. like it because it's not my genre. But this is exactly my genre. This is exactly yeah. a game I should love, and I don't at all like yeah. it. Yeah, really. And so maybe like in a year there might be better stuff or whatever. But um, 
So would you? So you, you would probably recommend that you hold off on this game at this point, right? <laughs> Unless you have the patience of a saint. <laughs> yeah, you should probably hold off on this game. There are those gamers that enjoy that. They love to see seethe and rage at their games. And if yeah. that's what you want, that's fine. I play games to have fun, right. not be mad, which is why I stopped playing Call of Duty. <laughs> But as you mentioned in the review, the rage that you get in this is a lot different than the rage you might get in Dark Souls, right? Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't feel like it's your fault. When, it was, when you die and it's your fault, you can be mad about it, but you know it was your fault. And it feels better because it was your fault, and you can learn from that mistakes. Half the time when I die in that game, it's because, you know, the fuzz was keeping me from seeing something, or I didn't double jump when I wanted to, or I stuck to the wall accidentally when I didn't want to. <laughs> this isn't me making gameplay mistakes. This is me messing up the controls, which yeah, yeah which okay. isn't a fun way to lose. And you played the game on a controller also, so... Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been a little bit tighter on keyboard, but, I mean... Just because the the joystick thing, yeah, like with the uh, the aiming, the jumps, the high jump, and the the long jump when you're on a wall, that would probably be easier to make sure you don't mess up when you're touching keys instead of a joystick. Yeah, yeah, and it, it seems like yeah, the, I don't think if you played a keyboard, your experience overall would have been better. No. But because there are a lot of design decisions that would have to be changed. But uh, yeah, I think. I don't know, is there anything else that you want to talk about this game that I missed, or... Nope. I think we covered almost everything, right? Was the music good? The music was actually good, yeah. Yeah, that was another thing it had for it. It was nice music. It was, uh... It it did a good job of getting you panicked when you got caught. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the cutscenes? There was, there are, there was only one cutscene. Well, two cutscenes. Yeah. So, meh. They were nothing. Yeah. (laughs) They only lasted like 15 seconds each anyway. Uh Uh-huh. Alright, so I think that is pretty much it. And uh, so uh, if you want to check out Oliver's full written experience of the swindle, you can go to GameReviewPad.com and check it out. And we've got a whole lot of other reviews there. Plus, we've got other podcasts as well that we, we put up. Uh, that The previous one is Lost Dimension. And then there's going to be another podcast after this one, which is going to discuss Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold, which I will talk about because I reviewed it and my review is up there as well. And uh, you can find information about Game Review Pad at facebook.com slash game review pad I, I mean facebook.com yeah facebook.com slash game review pad and twitter.com slash game review pad and if you're interested in joining game review pad you can go to the menu at game review pad.com and click join the team and then i'll set you up and you can start reviewing and, and as i mentioned in the very beginning of this episode we don't force anyone to review anything they don't want to review And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, thanks for listening, and, uh, have a nice day. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.